Hello and welcome to the Pillow Talk Podcast, brought to you by Local Forever Production. Now here are your hosts, Nick and Bill. When you say alright, it makes me feel alright. All right, Nick, let's get this puppy started the right way. Woo! Finally. Yeah, uh, wouldn't be pillow talk without some audio problems, would it? Nope. Nope. But we Is got. Comfortable I've ever been during a pillow talk? Just going to let you know. <laughs> you said earlier when we weren't recording that you were in a recliner. I'm in a recliner using my phone and uh, my video game headphones. Your video game Drinking headphones. Wine. They are a little tinny, not going to lie, so uh, just. Well. I mean, it's fine. Well, no, we need to fix that. Nope. It's, I can't fix it. It's fine. The people at home can, can deal with it. We'll fix it in post. Yeah, no, we won't. But <laughs> you're just going to deal with it. That's how it's going to be. Um, okay. So, Nick, we got, uh, there's lots of stuff going on we need to catch people up on. There's things, yeah. There are. I'm now uh, legally transitioned to being a woman. Oh, um, congratulations on and, that again. Uh, yep. Um, I just felt like it would be better for my career. So we need to start using they pronouns for you now? or? No, no, I feel like just if you could start calling me Yolanda. Yolanda? Figured, yeah. I'm you know. Write. Yep. And then um, uh, whenever I, I, cre- I created a new ringtone, it's... <laughs> Oh no! You because uh, it's Yolanda what? Don't want nothing. We totally missed what your ringtone is. You cut out on us. Ah, dang it! Uh, my new ringtone is uh, Yolanda. Don't want none unless you got buns on. <laughs> nice. Well, you know, it's yep. good to see you're keeping up your exacting standards as the same as before. Yep. Yep. Nick, where uh, where uh, where would you like to start today? Um, they, uh, put the first, uh, photo of Josh Brolin out his cable. I did see that there was a Josh Brolin, his cable photo out there. What'd you think? Uh, it seems cool. I honestly am a little upset at how skinny he is. Okay. But, um, overall, very, very nice. The cable from the comic books had very broad shoulders. Yes, and, and you know, but the, then again, the picture that we'd seen, he doesn't. That the, could be fixed. The ladies in the comic books don't look anything like ladies do in real life either, though. Says you. <laughs> they, all, they all look like that in my head. Well, yes, and then there's the real life the female world. community. The, uh, <laughs> I guess you would be. Uh, Totally able to speak on behalf of women everywhere, wouldn't you? That's right. Nick, what do you think it would take to uh, to have all women look like they do in comic books? I mean, just you know, from a woman's point of view. I'll probably just like five minutes in a hair straightener. <laughs> so I don't know what the heck the problem is then. You know, it's just we don't like to try. Oh, so you think if, if women tried just a little bit more, they could all look like they do in comic books? I mean, us collectively as women. You know. <laughs> Again, you are speaking from a woman's point of view. Yes, clearly. This is uh, Yolanda speaking. Yeah. Yeah. She also, Yolanda has a motor in the back of her Honda. <laughs> are you playing with a dog toy or a child toy? <laughs> no, that was my bad. That was a dog toy. I didn't think it was <laughs> <laughs> We'll just leave that in there, too. Yep. Um, should we talk about the train wreck that is the Dark Tower movie? Um, yeah, let's talk about it. Because all I heard was their god-awful opening day. Not god-awful, it was just not good. Um, I think it's at like 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. 
Yeah, it's. I talked with someone who saw it over the weekend who actually had to apologize to his wife afterwards. Really? Yep. He said, I went, and this is a casual movie fan who has not read the books. Okay. Took his lovely wife to see the movie and had to apologize to her on the way out because it was so bad. Ooh. Yeah, he said the best, the best part of the movie was the It preview before it. Oh, man. Yep. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's, um, from what I've heard, because I didn't see it, I'll admit. Um, but I've heard long, uh, long uh, tons of action, sort of, no plot. Um, kind of the, the problem that befalls a lot of summer blockbusters, except it isn't really that good. Um, and instead of focusing on Roland or um, the man in black... Focus, the story centers around Jake, which just doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, he's a Neverland pirate. It doesn't make any sense why a story would... <laughs> he's actually Captain Jake. The Neverland pirate. Yeah, now. Uh, yeah. They just... Yeah. Uh, it no. just sounds like they made some really horrible decisions with how they wanted to go forward with this movie, and uh, now it's throwing the whole thing into question. And it's just frustrating because... You know, Nick, I've been waiting for this movie to get made for a long time. And the only thing I had yep. prayed was that they wouldn't screw it up. Well, they screwed it up. Well, do you think that there's hope for the Dark Tower TV series that they want? At this point, mm-hmm. I think that it all goes back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. I think maybe this movie, they, maybe this they movie has performed maybe, maybe so poorly. I think this movie, though, has performed so poorly that they have to really rethink whether they want to do a TV show at all. Sure. Now, do you think there was any confusion from people thinking this was uh, like The Mummy with Brendan Fraser, uh, where they rebooted it and made it uh, with Tom Cruise? Do you think that people thought this was a modern retelling of the movie Wild Wild West? <laughs> wondered where you were going with that. With Black Idris Man, Elba six, in the Will Smith cut. role? Yeah, six gun and his brother running his buffalo soldier. The Look. six gun weighing a ton. Told you. Just for, yeah, fun, for fun, son. son. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. I don't. I don't. And then, and then Matthew McConaughey's the the weird robot dude. And, Obviously. Yeah, and then uh, somebody some high. And then instead of uh, instead of the robot guy just going danger, Will Robinson, he just goes all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. And yeah. he keeps saying That's all he says. He's like, I am like, Groot. It'd be a lot cooler. To... <laughs> I am Groot. I'm a gunslinger. Yeah. I don't shoot I, with I'm my bad. hand. I shoot with my heart. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. What if that was? like The man in black fled had... across the desert and the gunslinger followed. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Driving a, <laughs> driving a Lincoln. <laughs> driving a Lincoln. <laughs> the man in black... <laughs> Randall Flag driving a driving a Lincoln across the desert. The gunslinger's on his horse, following him. Yeah, yep. <laughs> I think we just fixed this movie. <laughs> you know what? I think it would have been better had they done that. Yeah, I was told. I was told that um, this movie that I've been waiting for for to come out for a decade, a decade and a half, is a yep. rental at best. Ooh. Yep. That's sad. A rental at best. That's really, really sad. It it makes my heart sad. I dare I, dare I say that the uh, that the, <laughs> that the director of the movie forgot the face of his father. Which, if you read the books, will mean something to you. Otherwise, it won't at all. I'm on the second chapter of a book I bought six months ago. <laughs> Yes, he he has left his cotet, and uh, yeah, it means nothing to you. I also, but it's just nope. it, I has a sad. Okay, <laughs> you've seen the memes, right? Yes, I have. Okay, I have thank you. I has a sad. Well, uh... Uh, speaking of memes, and I don't think this is on anybody's radar, because why, why would we at the Pillow Talk talk about this? But did you see that somebody, uh, uh, the Brit- I don't know if you know that black Twitter is a thing. 
Um, did we talk about this once? I feel like we did. Black Twitter's a thing. Um, there's also a white Twitter. Something oh, I from did, white. did not uh, hear that. This, this weekend with the uh, great news uh, for me as a person that loves comedy of Jay Cutler signing with the oh, Miami Dolphins. Yeah. It, uh, you've seen the picture of him at the press conference. I'm sure that everybody has the sad Jay Cutler meme. He always is sad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody, somebody tweeted out, uh, dear black Twitter. This is a request from white Twitter to replace the sad Michael Jordan meme with sad Jay Cutler <laughs> meme. <laughs> And then, oh, and then somebody, somebody tweeted rebuttal from Black Twitter. Can't isn't there room for both? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is. There is always uh, room for Sad Jay Cutler. Uh, that was real funny, and I laughed really hard that the Miami Dolphins have put ten million dollars into him as a backup quarterback. He's yeah, he's not even that. Hey, uh, yeah. Nick, I showed you earlier um, part of a, a sound clip. Uh, not to, to jump away from Jay Cutler, but no, I'd like no, to no, not no. talk we're, about we're him as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah, um, we're, done. we're done with him. A message from uh, former Mexican president Vincente Fox. Oh, God, yes. To Donald Trump. And I found another one that I thought I could play there's for you. More? Oh, there's like there's a few of them, but here's, here's this one, okay? This is, uh, again, for those listening, a video message from former Mexican president, your president, Nick. My my people, Vincente Fox, not to be confused with Vincente Padilla or Lucius Fox, but Vincente Fox. If you don't know who he is or what he looks like, just close your eyes and picture George Lopez saying this. He looks Old nothing George like Lopez. George Lopez. <laughs> no, but it's but, fine. Uh, George Lopez, I feel like he represents all Mexicans. Yep. Uh, and so this is a message from former Mexican president to the current American president. Uh, and God, I can't wait. I have not listened to this one ahead of time, Nick. So we're going to both just enjoy this. <laughs> did you just spit water, spit wine out your mouth? Yes, I did. Okay. Uh, so I have not, I have not pre, uh, pre-listened to this one. So, all right, here we go. It's me, Vicente Fox, with another message for President Donald Trump. Can you hear that okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's not Amigo, you have a ton of flaws. But in my opinion, the one underlying problem with your presidency is you're doing it for the wrong reason. This is a picture from my inauguration, one of the proudest days of my life. I can tell you exactly what I am thinking of in this picture, that I have been honored with a massive burden of millions of expectations and that I must do my absolute best to be worthy of that trust. This is you in the most solemn moment of your life, thinking about how big your crowd was, (laughs) worrying that the last guy had a bigger one than you. His is much bigger. This is so important, Donald, and I really want you to concentrate on what I am saying. So I brought something that will make it easier for the bees living in your brain to focus. The most beautiful piece of chocolate cake you have ever seen. Now that I have your full attention, Donald, a presidency is not measured in praise or loyalty or lavish gifts. It is measured in the amount of lives it improves. Sounds way too serious. And the worse the quality of those lives, the more. Right, ho- hold on, hold on. That was a serious one. That, that one funny. was way too serious. Here we go. Here's the one we were listening to earlier. We can finish this oh, one. Oh, God, that was great. We'll not pay for the fucking wall. <laughs> It's much better. Hola, Donald. Hola, It is me, Vicente. Coming to you from Mexico, where the best taco balls are made. Actually, this is a They are not even Mexican. Why is the ball made out of tortilla? Just eat a fucking taco. As the former president of Mexico, I want to speak directly to 
to you, the current president of the Electoral College of the United States. It's really bringing because it here. we need to get something oh, yeah. straight between our two countries. And it isn't going to be a fucking wall. <laughs> no, no. Under no circumstances will we pay for this stupid, useless, racist monument. I know when you came up with the idea, all the experts thought it would work. But the bad hombres have gotten more sophisticated since then. They are even sharing plans on the internet. Look at this schematic I downloaded from the dark web. It is a ladder, Einstein. You're going to build a $25 billion wall that can be defeated by a $25 ladder? Be honest, Donald. This wall isn't going to stop anyone who really wants to cross the border. It is just going to make your country weaker and poorer and less respected by the rest of the world. Now that you know the world won't work, you can use the money for something else, like this water. For $25 billion, you could provide clean drinking water. <laughs> he actually provides some really good uses for $25 billion. <laughs> that is by far my favorite video ever, and we need to throw that up on the Facebook page. <laughs> yeah, we will. Uh, what is this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he talks about how the nice side will face the United States and the yeah. crappy side will face Mexico. And then, so then he says, why would we even pay for the wall if we can't even see the good side of it? All right, so here you go. You cannot even see it. That would be like marrying a model who won't even sleep in the same city as you. <laughs> Cute kid, huh? Picture of a child. You know who that is? It is you. Before you turn into you, Donald, instead of building a wall, build a bridge across the oceans of time and walk back across it to find this small boy. And tell him that just because his father doesn't love him doesn't mean he cannot love the world. Oh, man. Well, I have to get going. I have a busy day of not being hated by the vast majority of my country. <laughs> das Bidania, camarade. Das Bidania. Yeah, we will post those. No, look, Nick, I, I, I don't want to get too political here, but I think Vincente Fox might be on to something. He may be. As we potentially go to war with North Korea at any moment. Allegedly. There was actually, Nick, I saw on Facebook tonight, before yep. we started the podcast, there's a local news channel that asked the question, can Donald Trump bomb North Korea without Congress's approval? <laughs> um, I didn't need the article to be able to tell you that, yes, he can. Well, yeah. Because he can't. He can't go to war with North. He can't declare war and send ground troops without Congress, but he can bomb the tar out of them. So, did people answer it? Yeah, it was basically like, yeah, he can. But I mean, I, oh. I knew that already. Speaking well, of yeah. bombing the tar, it was funny. We had a moment in my car the other day, yesterday. Uh, my son was at football practice, and uh, we were talking about, there was this kid who like bullied him a couple years ago at school. Mm-hmm. Who's on his football team now? And they were oh. lined up against each other, and you know, little real handsy during football practice yesterday. And I didn't know who it was until he told me about it. And I said, "It's all right, just tackle the tar out of them. Mm-hmm. You know, use it, tackle mm-hmm. them." And he's yeah. like, oh, "Tar is a bad word, Dad." <laughs> I said, "What? <laughs> tackle the tar? Tar is a bad word?" I said, "No, no, no. shit's a bad word. <laughs> shit's the word you can't say. You can say tar." <laughs> And he just kind of looked at me and was like, okay. <laughs> because he's almost 10, and I feel like at some point you need to have frank discussions with your children. Sure, sure. Like, cut it's like, your hair. Yeah. You know. It's like my, my grandpa used to say, I'm going to go upstairs and have sex with your grandma. Just like that. Except I don't know that that's a three year old. That was. 
It's a George Carlin joke. <laughs> oh, I love George Carlin. Yeah, but uh, it's good to have those discussions. Did it he is. tackle the tar out of uh, I don't know. We have we don't have football practice on Wednesday. We have to wait till tomorrow. Oh, oh! This happened at the end of. Uh, this happened. I found this out of the, like the walking of the way back to the car yesterday. Do you want to show him the water boy so he knows how to properly <laughs> tackle this? Uh, yeah. we'll be okay. he'll, he'll be okay. He just needed the permission to hurt the kid. It's fine. That's good. <laughs> Did you see That's that good. Disney is adding its is coming up with its own Netflix? No. Yeah, they're taking all their movies off Netflix in like 2019 and starting their own streaming service. Do we know how much, what price point this will be at? No, there's one in Britain now. I think it's like five bucks a month or something. I'm sure the one here will be more expensive than that, but because I would gladly pay a Netflix fee, Netflix type fee. Sure. Watch Disney. Yeah, and it's um, they would have some. Apparently, it's you know obviously in the planning stages, but they'd have some sort of original programming. Sure. They'd have all the back catalog of all the old. I mean, I'm looking at it like I'd pay ten bucks a month just to watch Ducktales all the time. Uh, woo! You know what I mean? Yeah, it's um, like a hurricane a, in Duckburg. They would have. <laughs> <laughs> it's a duck blur. Um, <laughs> The uh, and they have all the old like Disney live action movies, all the animated stuff, all the Star Wars stuff, all the Marvel stuff. Awesome. Um, I mean, I, f- I feel like at nine ninety nine a month or whatever, I'm I'm in. I'm gonna be honest, yeah, that's like the best value for nine ninety nine. Because and then you I think they quality content that you would actually want to watch. And I think if I was reading this correctly, and I was reading it the other day, but the one in Europe. The five dollars a month also includes audio streaming. She so can stream like soundtracks and stuff too. Awesome! Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's really really cool. It was just a, I, you know, I think Disney is seeing some of its market share, some of the money that it has. So, uh, without getting too much into the the nuts and bolts, the subscriber sure. fees it gets from cable is going down because people are cutting the cord and ditching cable sure. and doing Hulu and Netflix and things and so... PlayStation View. Yeah. Right. And so I think they were talking about having like a Disney app and an ESPN app to try to recoup some of that market money that's leaving them because of the cable subscriber fees that's coming into them going down. Sure. And uh, heck, I I don't know anybody with kids that wouldn't have wouldn't pay ten bucks a month to watch. it. I mean, I could see if I you could have tell kids, my wife right now, and she'd be like, "Sign me up." Well, I mean, you sell my wife on like old Disney live action movies. Mm-hmm. If you told her all those were available, she'd be in. Oh yeah, you know, Sweet and Twitch if Mountain, all that you you put all that the stuff Apple on there, all your gang. Pollyannas, your Apple Dumpling Gangs. I mean, we have a lot of those on DVD already, but you know. You tell her Benji. she can watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang as many times as she wants, and Swiss yeah. Family Robinson, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Oh, I mean, they love that. St- all my wife and the kids love that stuff. I could see yeah. this even eroding market share from Netflix. Oh, totally. I, you know, I was going to say the only you, thing that they have right now is, I mean, are they going to keep the Luke Cages and the Daredevils and? That sort of thing. I would imagine. So I would think that the stuff that's already out would stay on Netflix, but whatever the new thing is would come out on their new streaming service. See, and that right there, that's good. You know what I mean? Could you imagine um, them putting out a live action Star Wars show just available on the streaming service? I can tell you the, good. the thousands of Pillow Talk listeners would all subscribe in a heartbeat. Sure. Um, you know, and we are the voice of the generation. We are. We are. We are the early adopters. I don't the know which generation. The voice of a nation. Yeah. The voice of... We are, we are. are. The voice. The voice of a nation. It's the youth, but whatever, it's fine. We're the youth of a generation. Just sure. The baby boomers, we're youth. I mean, I don't know that we should sing P.O.D. on this podcast. It's fine. They're Christian. We're allowed to do whatever we want. That's true. It's Donald They're Trump's America. Donald Trump's America. And then I also saw, um, when was this? This must have been on my lunch today, that the Coen brothers are creating a Western anthology series for Netflix. Oh, that'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. Oh, speaking of anthology series, guess what I watched last night? 
the guest book, the first two episodes of that show. Oh, how was it? I enjoyed it. I from the previews, it looked amazing. It was um, it was good. It's basically for anybody who's not watching the guest book on TBS. There's still time because episode three doesn't even come out till tomorrow. But it's basically these people go to the so the guy who came up with the show would like go to different cabins and in their little guest books write crazy stories. Um, and so the first episode was Abed from Community, Danny Pudi. Going and writing this just crazy story about like this thing that happened to him, and he stopped at this strip club, and then he was getting blackmailed, and he had set up just craziness, and so then uh, he leaves, and so you know his little story is done, but then the cabin is what it's all about. So then the mm. next thing was the next crazy family to come to the cabin. Um, Interesting, and they. <laughs> they, they they were a very uh, religious couple and decided that their son couldn't marry an atheist, so they they tranquilized her and baptized her in the hot tub, and then she got MRSA from the needle <laughs> injection. And yeah, that's, that's I I will have to see if that is on the PlayStation View tonight. It can was I make, good. Uh, can I make a humble suggestion if you Please. enjoyed that show? If what? If if you enjoyed that show, I did. Um. Uh. There's another show on because TBS is coming out with shows like crazy, um, and I don't know if you watch a lot of TBS shows, but they're coming no. out with very good comedy shows. Uh, I know you're a big fan of the Naked Gun series. I am. Who isn't? And police and Police Squad. Great. Hey look, great it's Enrique Palazzo. Enrique Palazzo. Enrique Palazzo. They have a show on there called Andy Tribeca. Okay. And it's um it's um Karen from The Office, or, or Ann Perkins from Parks and Rec, if you will. Ah, uh, okay. And it's basically female Naked Gun, and there's like three series, three, yeah, three seasons of it out. Really, really funny. All right, I will yeah. write that down. I, I would, I would recommend if you if you like the Naked Gun series, you would like that show. It's it's the exact same thing except with her instead of um, Leslie Nielsen. Good to know. Okay. Just popped into my head as we were talking about TBS. Have I, you, I'm really excited about that show. Did, and I, I saw this thing, Nick. Um, again, while I was just surfing the dark web before we started recording this podcast, did you ever re- read Amazon reviews for sugarless gummy bears? Oh, I haven't read those in a long time, but I'd read them at one point. <laughs> okay, I, I don't have to then. I was no, going to no, read this no, for no, you. No, please read them. I've forgotten what they say. <laughs> well, okay. Well, here's okay. So, so and also for the listeners at home because I think it's worth it. <laughs> so there's it's a one star review and it just says just don't unless it's a gift for someone you hate. <laughs> These are Haribo or Haribo um, sugarless gummy bears in the five pound bag. And it says, Nick, it says, oh man, words cannot express what happened to me after eating these. The gummy bear cleanse. If you are someone that can tolerate the sugar substitute, enjoy. If you are like the dozens of people that tried my order, run. First of all, for taste, I'd rate these a five. So good. Soft, true to taste, fruit flavors like the sugar variety. I was a happy camper. But not long after eating about 20 of these, all hell broke loose. I had a gastrointestinal experience like nothing I've ever imagined. (laughs) Cramps, sweating, bloating beyond my worst nightmare. I've had food poisoning from some bad shellfish. That was almost like a skip in the park compared to what was going on inside me. Then came the flatulence. Heavens to Murgatroyd. The sounds like trumpets calling the demons back to hell. (laughs) The the stench, like a thousand rotted corpses vomited. I couldn't stand to stay in one room for fear of succumbing to my own orders. But wait, there's more. What came out of me felt like someone tried to funnel Niagara Falls through a coffee straw. I swear my sphincters were screaming. It felt like my delicate starfish was gaping, maw projectile vomiting, a torrential flood of toxic waste, 100% liquid, flammable liquid, napalm. (laughs) It was actually a bit humorous for a nanosecond, as it was just beyond anything I could imagine possible. And it went on for hours. (laughs) 
I felt violated when it was over, which I think might have been sometime in the early morning the next day. There was stuff coming out of me that I ate at my wedding in 2005. (laughs) (laughs) I had had five pounds of these innocent-looking, delicious-tasting hellbears. So I told a friend about what happened to me, thinking it had to be some type of sensitivity I had to the sugar substitute. And in spite of my warnings and graphic descriptions, she decided to take her chances and take them off my hands. Silly woman. (laughs) All the same for her, and a phone call from her while she was on the toilet, (laughs) telling me she really wished she could have listened. I think she was crying. Her sister was skeptical and suspected that we were exaggerating. She took them to work, since there was still 99% of a five-pound bag left. She works for a construction company where there are builders, roofers, house painters, landscapers, etc. Lots of people who generally have limited access to toilets on a given day. I can't imagine where all those poor men and women poop that day. I keep envisioning men on roofs crossing their legs and trying to decide if they can make it down the ladder or if they should just jump. (laughs) If you order these, best of luck to you, and please don't post a video review during the aftershocks. So, So, Nick, I thought that was pretty funny. That's hilarious. Now, if people don't remember this, this was, what, two years ago? A year oh, my ago? gosh. This was 2012. Oh, wow. So, so I went looking to see if <laughs> I investigated. Here's a review from February of 2017. <laughs> the title of this review is, They said only true sugarless ones cause intestinal problems. They lied. Uh, supposedly the sugars Harib- sugarless Haribo gummy bears were supposed to cause major stomach intestinal colon agony. Not these regular ones. They lied. I ate some of these last night, probably more than I should. Nothing happened until this morning. My stomach started rolling and complaining and grumbling and tightening and cramping. I ran for the bathroom for hours. I could not leave the bathroom for more than five minutes at a time. I have a splint on my wrist, and I was sweating so profusely that it was soaked in sweat. The waves of cramping might be close to childbirth contractions. I was also blacking out and was pretty sure I had a major fever as the sweat continued. Every time I hurried to the bathroom, I took my mobile phone in case I needed to call for help. I was scared, and I was also extremely mad because their sugarless ones were supposed to cause this hell, not the regular ones. The gas that I had experienced was nothing like I have experienced before. It was violent, explosive, and unbelievably loud. Not to mention painful. The diarrhea just kept coming with cramps and noises that only a very tormented body could create. This went on for hours. Every time I tried to rest, I was just snuggling down in bed when my body would scream for me to run to the bathroom again. Tonight it's more than 24 hours since I ate those evil bears. I've had two pieces of toast, one bottle of water. My stomach and intestines are still rumbling, complaining, and sore. Let's not forget the raw soreness of my bottom from a day's worth of violent diarrhea and gas. Those bears are going in the trash. And I'd really like to know why I suffered the same hell as those who had the sugarless ones. I'm still passing lots of gas and still have some diarrhea. So buyer be warned, these are not sugar according to packaging in the site but they may as well have been for the pure scary painful hell that i've been through i'm pretty sure that food poisoning may be less traumatic than these freaking bears i'm never gonna buy anything haribo ever again nothing is worth worth today's experience oh let me uh let me just say being lactose intolerant that uh this is very what she's describing about blacking out is very much uh, the exact same symptom, kind of, that I had, I have, uh, and had suffered with before knowing that I was lactose intolerant, um, to the point of like of uh, of like having to vomit into a tub, um, the bathtub, uh, while while um, having diarrhea. Doing your other business. Yes, uh, there was times where where I would, I would literally like lay on the ground because I'd be, <laughs> I'd be so hot and sweaty, and like just feel like I was gonna die. Like I feel like I was gonna die. The only thing I can describe it as like a hangover, 
kind oh. of where like you just like oh the cool like when you had the flu and you're like oh the cool coolness of the bathroom floor it just feels good i can only imagine that sounds like it was like hyped up times like 50 <laughs> oh yeah I f- so it just seems it just seems like <sighs> can i read you one more please this one literally caused me to laugh out loud Okay. okay. This one's called My Dinner with Andrea, and it's from 2013. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. I'm pretty sure Andrea agreed to have dinner at my apartment only because I always spoke to her using nothing but my two years of high school German. Her English was perfect, probably better than mine, but the fact that I could only ask her directions to the Autobahn or inquire about the health of her non existent Aunt Amelia seemed to make me appealing to her in a sweet and non threatening way. My intentions, however, were considerably less childlike, which is why the shopping that night was done at one of those upscale groceries with an international flair. Mool's Menerie, I don't like, whatever, is as much of a panty peeler as anything I can cook. It isn't that hard to pull off, but still I was busy tracking the recipe in my head when I found myself in the sweets aisle, and that, to my chagrin, is why I didn't immediately notice the difference between Haribo normal gummy bears and Haribo sugarless gummy bears, which are designed for use in maximum security prisons as a way to punish uncooperative inmates. <laughs> I shan't make that mistake again. Prior to Andrea's arrival, I sat in my living room, creating a playlist of makeout music and nervously binging on the gummy bears I had placed in a decorative bowl because I'm fancy. (laughs) The doorbell rang, and within minutes we were standing in the kitchen, drinking beers, and both of us probably worrying that we were about to exhaust my ability to communicate in her native tongue. But soon that would be the least of my worries. In the middle of trying to ask Andrea if she likes to dance to young people's music, I felt a flutter in my midsection, accompanied by a guttural pronouncement so loud it threatened to drown out my own voice. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was because I was mentally refreshing my language lessons, but it suddenly struck me how much pre-diarrheal grumbling sound like German words. (laughs) was the next thing uttered by my rapidly clenching stomach appropriately Andrea looked up in response since he coffee mention she asked am I making coffee I thought I must have mistranslated her at first then finally realized that yes the loud ominous gurgling coming from my gut could easily be mistaken for the percolating of some bachelor's crappy coffee maker Oh. <laughs> it's remarkable how quickly one knows that one is about to have a traumatic potty making experience maybe that's the body's way of buying you the precious seconds you need I was already calculating the, calculating the number of steps to the bathroom speculating on whether I would have time to lift the lid to the toilet when my own voice cried out oh. long, loudly in my head she's going to hear everything Thanks to an acoustical idiosyncrasy in my building, the hallway outside the bathroom works as an amplifier pointed straight at my living room slash kitchen so that somehow even the gentlest tinkle sounds sound like I'm pouring lemonade out of a bucket. With only half an idea of what I was doing, I grabbed Andrea's hand and pulled her roughly down onto my sofa. I must have looked like a madman as I booted up my iTunes playlist, plugged in the gigantic new headphones I had just bought to keep me looking young and hip, and clamped them down over over her ears. The sweat forming on my brow and upper lip couldn't have helped. In response to her nervous expression, I kept shouting, You'll love this! You'll love this! I spun her around so that she was looking out the window. My plan was that she'd be so distracted by the modest fourth-floor view that it would allow me time to pull my pants off while I sprinted down the hall, silently silently singing the praises of the noise-reducing quality of my new headphones. In in parentheses, this story will be reprinted in its entirety as a five-star review on the Sony Beats Audio Amazon page. (laughs) 
As I slammed the bathroom door shut, already half naked, it occurred to me that I had not been shouting, you'll love this, at Andrea. I don't even know how to say that in German. In, in my desperation, I'd been shouting, ich lieb dich, which apparently, uh, repeatedly professing my love for her in a shaky and frantic voice. But maybe that was good, because as I threw myself at the toilet, I figured the best hope, the best I could hope for is that she would be so creeped out that she would sneak out of the apartment, blissfully unaware of the carnage taking place in the next room. <laughs> what, what can I say about the ensuing white-knuckle ball movement that hasn't already been expressed in other reviews on this page? White-knuckle ball movement? <laughs> I... I, I I'm pretty sure I haven't seen the adjective Kafkaesque used anywhere else. <laughs> By the end of Act One of this private little torture porn movie, <laughs> I was <laughs> I was confessing to every unsolved crime in history, praying I would stumble upon the one that would satisfy my invisible captors. Quickly, I realized that I had more than Andrea's sense of sound to worry about. Were she to get even the faintest whiff of the weapons-grade juice that my anus was angrily shouting into the porcelain, I would have to change my name and move to another city. <laughs> and so I flushed, and flushed, and flushed, and flushed, and then I flushed, and nothing happened. I have never... <laughs> I have never looked down into a broken toilet with more horror in my entire life, and I once stopped up George Clooney's crapper. <laughs> a true story for another time. I reached for the plunger, but my hand froze, and my heart seized when I saw it on the floor, broken in two, and covered in what looked like teeth marks. Apparently, I'd used the wooden handle to keep from biting my tongue off, and it chewed clean through. <laughs> When did that happen? <laughs> it seems my mind had already started the process of repressing this entire event. Uh, amid the feverish, fruitless dance I did across my tiny bathroom floor, it dawned on me that it had been more than a minute since my last soul-wrenching anal tantrum. <laughs> Dear Lord, is it over? I asked, quite possibly aloud. I may have been lightheaded and delusional, but I began to imagine a non or a, a resolution to this ordeal. I just needed to get her the hell out of here. If Andrea hadn't fled the building, vomiting in terror, then I supposed I could pull up my trousers and make a cavalier exit. As long as I could get her off premises and as far away from this post-apocalyptic commode as humanly possible, assuming that the diarrhea had retreated to the hills temporarily, maybe I could even whisk Andrea away to a candlelight dinner at Bernardo's. How impulsive. <laughs> my first few steps back toward the living room were tentative, and not just because my sphincter felt raw and tattered. It was a slow approach to the moment of truth, especially when I saw her figure still planted on my sofa. I knew that any look in Andrea's face other than her mouth agape would constitute a miraculous victory, and when she smiled at me, the wash of relief that engulfed me was more glorious than any throes of ecstasy I might have wished for at the beginning of the night. And then I saw it, the decorative bowl sitting in her lap, down to just the last few sugarless gummy bears. Du hast Haribo, she said to me, accompanied by a satisfied smile. A big, a big beaming Hansel and Gretel smile that slightly turned down at one corner at the sound we both suddenly heard. A low rumble from deep within her GI tract that sounded like Gefahr, the German word for danger. Her eyes shot past mine and refocused on the bathroom door just down the hall behind me. <laughs> the end. Oh, I'm sorry. End scene. Oh, that is a fantastic. That is fantastic. <laughs> I was laughing and laughing and laughing. I forgot that this was a thing with Harbo. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. There are dozens and dozens and dozens of 
sugarless gummy oh, bear yeah. stories on Amazon. God, those are great. Did he post that on the Beats website? <laughs> I did not look. Because I would like to see that. Just, it would just blend spots. in with all the other five-star ones. Yeah. Whew. So there you go, Nick. God, that's funny. <laughs> and guess what? On that note, it's a podcast. Oh, my gosh. That was a fantastic way to end that podcast. <laughs> uh, next week, we're going to talk. We're going to do Nick and Bill the Movies, remember? Oh, yeah. Nick and Bill the Movies. And uh, we're going to do a review of the 2002 classic, Big Trouble. Yes. The great classic, Big Trouble. Yep. So if you haven't watched it lately, find a copy of Big Trouble. I believe it's on HBO Go. If you don't own a DVD like the rest of us, but I get it. Not everybody does. Yep. And uh, watch that and uh, listen along with us. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. As we discuss how it got made. Yes. That's not trademarked, is it? Uh, not unless you say now it's time for. Right, which I didn't say. Yeah, I didn't yeah. say that. And then you all remix, and then there's a rap song. Yep, not what I said. Yep. I just said we'll talk okay. about how it got made. So I feel like that's yep. our way around it. Yeah, makes sense. <sighs> all right, Nick. So um, I guess that's everything for now. Uh, yep. Okay, yep. tell the people we, we love them, and we'll see them later. We love you, and we will see you later. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. You have to do it with me. Bye. Okay. Start again. Ready? Three, two, one. Now go. Okay. Bye. Bye. Hey, we got it that time. Okay. We're good. Awesome. (laughs) Hey, we're back. We're back. Nick, um, I just realized uh, as we were finishing recording that I forgot to tell you about something that I definitely wanted to tell you about. I got so excited uh, telling you stories about people pooping that uh, yep. that I forgot the fun treasure story. Oh, my gosh. And I'm so excited you've teased this for like a week. <laughs> and, I, um, and I told myself that I would not look it up. I would let you tell me about it. Well, good. I'm glad. I hope it's worth the wait. So you have not heard of Forrest Fenn before, is that correct? No, I'll tell you the same thing I told you the first time that you uh, asked me if I had. I've heard of Eld Fenn from uh, the Black Tapes podcast, but not Forrest Fenn. Right, okay, so so Forrest Fenn, so listen to this. Forrest Fenn uh, is an author. He's okay. old. Okay, but uh, he wrote a book called The Thrill of the Chase, and it's basically like somewhat autobiographical. Um, but he also... Um, one of the pages in this thrill of the chase book is a treasure map. And okay. it's, um, it's a map to a treasure that he's hidden. Um, okay. now what he's hidden though, Nick is a treasure worth $2 million dollars. And it's gold and jewels and ancient artifacts, and he's hidden it somewhere in the mountains north of Santa Fe, New Mexico. Okay. Um, and it's out there. I mean, it's just, it's a thing. Like in real life? Yeah. yeah. This is real life? Yeah. Like, he apparently... So this um, isn't was part a, of the story? No. His, he, um, he bought up Oh, and I, I, it's in a. I don't want to like read the article, but he okay. bought up like an old like Pueblo village years ago, and like pilfered the quote unquote treasures out of it. Like the FBI or uh, uh, the FBI was looking into him for grave robbing. Oh, um, somebody called him a real life Indiana Jones. Oh, um, I mean it's just like craziness he was on like the today show and nbc and whatnot um so he but he wrote this book and one of the pages of the book okay so here um your child's crying again yeah stephanie stephanie's got her okay uh just want to make sure uh his memoir is a drifty disorganized thing blah 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 what makes his treasure scheme so exciting is the figure of him himself that he might be america's last great collector so he says the first half covers the first half of the book covers his childhood through his college years 
Um, and that's important because as you're trying to dig out clues and stuff for this treasure, he's a sentimental guy. So um, no, he won't tell anybody whether he's hid the box, hid his little treasure chest in government land or in private land. Um, oh. But there's there's two million bucks in it. The theory is that he might have actually hid it somewhere in Yellowstone Park. Um, his other clues, Fenton says the treasure is somewhere in Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, or New Mexico. It's located above 5,000 feet and below 10,200 feet. It's located in an area with pine trees, not in a graveyard, mine, or any other man-made structure. It's not in close proximity to a human trail, and it's not in a place an 80-year-old man couldn't go. Wow. And he's got $2 million buried there somewhere. Ripe for the taking. That's crazy. Really, I just really saw that, crazy. and I thought, you know who we need is we need that guy. We need Nicholas Cage from National Treasure. That's right. But that's right. Yeah, I, I I saw that, and I thought, wow, why aren't more people talking about this treasure? It's like the Ginter Code from the Allen and Ginter Tops baseball cards, except mo- real money. Yeah, it's weird. Yep, I thought it was neat. That's super neat. Now I want to know more about it. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> I thought you might. Yep. Yeah. So that was all I wanted to tell you about, Nick. I want to make sure we snuck oh. that in here. Oh, it's amazing. Yep. Yep. Awesome. So on that note, you have to. I'm, we're going to end this little ditty of the podcast so that you can go help your lovely wife oh, yes. care for your young daughter. Yes. Uh, I will go do that. Yes. So I say to the people, now here's the music. <laughs> <laughs> What of the things that we've shared? What of all the, the sweet words that you spoke in private? Oh, uh, well... Well, that's just what we call Pillow Talk, baby. Thank you for listening to the Pillow Talk podcast. The theme song to Pillow Talk is Carrie Says All Right by The Hard Lessons. Find more information on them at thehardlessons.bandcamp.com. Visit us on the web at Local Flavors. I forgot. <laughs> at Local Flavors Productions.net. Thank you for listening to Pillow Talk. Pillow Talk.